0: Hey, this is Travis Bennett, the pastor here at Arena of Life Church. And I just want to welcome you to our podcast. I pray this builds your faith, encourages you, and brings you to newer levels in Christ. Enjoy the message. I
1: just pray right now, Lord, that we would seek you first, the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things would be added unto us. Lord, open eyes to see this morning, open ears to hear. Lord, we love you. We thank you, Lord, for your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, look at your neighbor and say, I'm so glad you came to church this morning. Tell them you're lucky you got to sit next to me today. Amen. All right. Well, Merry Christmas. Hey, well, thank you, Kelly. All right. Amen. I'm going to say it one more time. Merry Christmas. All right. Well, I'm, uh, uh. I'm so thankful that each and every one of you guys are here. Didn't the kids do a good job? I think in the second service there'll be a whole bunch more up here, but um, I thought they did great. Well, if you have your Bibles, open it to Psalm 127. And it being Christmas time, I know that there's usually people inside the room that you don't get very often, and uh, and so you're just going to have to bear with me. I- I'm going to tell you this. The Lord gave me this word and I thought to myself, Lord, I can't give that word. I need to give them a word about peace and love and joy and build them up and make them laugh because right now it's Christmas time and there's lots of people that are stressed out by the hustle and the bustle and all those different things. But can I tell you this morning, God called me here to pastor you and not to entertain you, but to feed you the word of God. And so uh, I would say open up to Luke chapter two, but we're not going to do that. Open to Psalm 127, and I want, since, since we had a bunch of kids in here this morning and already, uh, I, I want to talk about gifts to give your children. Now, I know there's many, uh, <clears throat> uh, there's people in the room that you're now grandparents. I know that there's people in the room that maybe you've never had kids, but I promise you there is somebody in your life that is looking up to you. And so, uh, these are just some things that I believe that not only we should just give your children, the, but we need to be giving children in general. And so, uh, uh, how many of y'all know one of the precious, most precious things that we have today is our kids? How many of y'all know they're the next generation? You know, that's why we're fighting and raising our voice about things that are happening in America because we see this downward spiral Even from the generation that I was raised in, and many of you, you see that what's happening right now of of the agenda that is pushed down our kids' throat, this progressive look that, listen, if we're not careful, it's going to be scary. How many of y'all know it's already scary? And so uh, uh, I just want to talk about how children are precious and valuable in the sight of God because right now they're being targeted. And, and I, I just want to declare this, that the next generation will be powerful. I'm going to say that again. I'm going to declare it. I may not see it right now, but I'm going to declare it by the words of my mouth, that this next generation will be powerful. Can I get an amen out there? The Bible says in Psalms 127 and verse 3, it says, Behold, children are a heritage and a gift from the Lord. Children, I'm going to say that one more time. Children are a heritage and a gift from the Lord. Some of y'all may be like, amen. Those of you that had to get them up early to get them up here and, you know, you had to fight those devils, come on, somebody. Not that, not that they're devils, but the devil was in the room, all right? Uh, the fruit of the womb is a reward. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior, so are the children of one's youth. How blessed is the man whose quiver is filled with them. They will not be ashamed when they speak with their enemies at the city gate. Uh, Like I said, this message for everyone, and I'll just go ahead and tell you right now. when, when, When catch is gone from my home, I may write a book on parenting. All right? I probably will not. But I'm just saying, I'm not telling you right now that I have arrived as a parent. In fact, if you've been around my kids, my kids are kids. All right? You know, I raised as a PK kid, I'm just going to go ahead and give you my two cents about a PK. You know, they, they, they say lots of things about a PK, of how they're worse than other kids. No, they're just kids. And your expectation over them is really high. And not to say that it shouldn't be, but I'm telling you, they fight the same devils your kids fight. That's right. Are you hearing me? And what happens is, is people put an expectation over them that's uh, not reality. Are, are you hearing me? Because they, they, they deal with the same things. I, I'm, I'm not saying that there has been some that have been filled with more devils than others, for sure. But I, I, I'm just saying that uh, uh, I'm not saying my kids are perfect in this, in this way. But I believe this is the word that God gave me for, for you. In 2 Timothy chapter 1, and verse 5, we all know verse 7. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. And Paul is writing to this young pastor, Timothy. And he writes to him, and he says this. These are little scriptures that, if we're not careful, we'll look right over it. But it says, I remember your genuine faith, for you share the faith that first filled our grandmother, Lois, and your mother, Eunice. And I know that same faith continues strong in you. He talks about where his faith originated. He he doesn't credit God. Did you see that in the scripture right there? He doesn't credit God. Who does he credit? He credits his grandmother, and he credits his mother, Eunice, Come on, I'm talking to grandmothers this morning. I'm talking to grandfathers this morning. I'm talking to moms and, and, and I'm talking to dads. That the faith that gets inside of your kid will be passed down to them. Are you hearing me today? I, I, I promise you, Where <clears throat> I believe there is a faith that can get, it in, get in you and can affect the next generation. I have a word for some families today. Uh, I believe this word is for all families that are in here Uh, I believe I'm just going to go ahead and declare that a blessing is coming over you. I'm going to declare that strongholds are going to be broken off of you in 2023. Uh, You know, as complicated as the family unit can be, I'm going to say that one more time. As complicated as the family unit can be, all right, very good. We're all humans here. How many of y'all know it's still the greatest gift to all mankind? Uh. And I'll say this right off the bat. He's not expecting perfect families, but I believe today he's empowering us to raise godly families. Uh, God's greatest witnessing tool, I believe, still today is the family. uh, God's greatest sign of his character and his love is still in the family. What America needs today is not in the White House. I believe it's in your house. Let me say that again. What America needs today is not in the White House. It's in your house. I'm declaring that this morning. We need families that love God. We need families that love each other. And when we love each other, what we'll do is we'll love our neighbors, we love ourselves, And we love the world. How many of y'all know God sent us into all the world to preach the gospel? Are you hearing me today? Hello. I know it's 8, twenty five in the morning. This is a little hard preaching, but <clears throat> God's calling us to a new level. We need families. <clears throat> I'll say this. What will turn America back to God is the family. What will turn America back to God is the family. What will turn America back to God, I believe, is the family. Are you hearing me today? Uh, Fathers turning their hearts to their children, children back to their fathers and their mothers. Um, How many of y'all know it's worth fighting for your family? It's worth praying for your family. Some of y'all need to hear that today. You've given up on an older child or someone that's outside of the home. I'm telling you, you keep praying for that child. You keep praying for that son. You keep praying for that daughter. The Bible talks about, when he talks about our God, he talks about the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. You know what that tells me? That God does things in threes. That he's not just thinking about you. He's thinking about the next generation and the generation after you. What does it say in the book of Psalms or Proverbs? He said, lay up a treasure not only for your children, but your children's children. How many of y'all know we need to leave it a heritage for them? You know what I want to leave? A man of faith. To my sons, that they will put into their sons of faith. What <clears throat> in Exodus chapter 29, I was, I was thinking about, Lord, what, what could I put in here as an example? In Exodus 29, verse 29, uh, Aaron is the priest, and he's young, and he's live, and he's vibrant. And the Bible says this, the holy garments of Aaron, Exodus 29, 29. The holy garments of Aaron shall be for his sons and after him to be anointed and ordained in them. So at this particular time, Aaron is alive, and he's the priest. But he's saying this, I won't live forever. He said, but I want you to, th- I want you to start thinking about your descendants that will precede you. Because the garment that is on you will be on your kids. I said this a couple weeks ago when I talked about David. Dads, the things that we don't deal with, our kids will deal with in double. The, the sins in our life, the thing, the things that we are up against, and if we don't deal with those things, I'm telling you, your kids will deal with those things, and their kids will deal with those things. How many of y'all know it's important that we put it at the foot of Jesus? They, I, I believe this. Our kids will wear the blessing that we're wearing. Your faith, your blessing. And then in verse 30, it says, That son who is high priest in this place shall put them on each day For seven days when he comes into the tent or meeting to the minister in the holy place. How many of y'all know what we have in us? We pass it on. And and I'm still talking to the grandparents. I'm still talking to people that are influencing people today or young people. It's important what you're putting on. I'm going to say that again. It's important what you're putting on. It's important what you're listening to. It's important what you're watching inside of your home. It's important the places that you're gathering, the places that you take your kids. Come on, are you hearing me this morning? I'm telling you, the faith has changed in the last 30 years. Brooke, you were raised in the same kind of faith as I was. We've become slack. I'm telling you, there was things, we didn't even watch Disney on television because it had magic in it. What we have now, and I'm guilty of it as well, you need to be very careful of the things that your kids are seeing on YouTube. YouTube. Well, everybody does it. We're not everybody. We're believers. Right. Come on. We're people of God. We're Christians. Yeah. We're held to a higher standard. Right. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind. <clears throat> Sorry. Good morning again. How many of y'all know God's hold, holding us to a real high standard? And this is not to scare you. This is not to scare you. This is to fuel you. So here's, here's a gift that, that we should give our kids. Are you ready? Number one. Everybody say number one. If you're not taking notes, go ahead and take notes right here. Here's a gift that you give your kids. Give them a love for the word of God. Give them a love for the word of God. The other day, Anson jumped in my pickup, and he opened up my Bible, and he goes, Dad, you need a new Bible. I said, watch your tone, boy. He said, Dad, how long have you had this Bible? And I said, "I, I think I've had it. I got, it, uh, I got it in October of 2020. He goes, wow, this is rough. I said, well, 2020 was a rough year, son. <laughs> <laughs> so then we were somewhere and somebody jumped in the truck and he, he, he looked at his friend. He goes, look at my dad's Bible. You know, there's something in me that I thought, gosh, I'm so proud of that. Because you know what, this Christmas, I can buy them toys, we saw the video, it'll be done in eight months, it'll be done in eight seconds, it'll be done in eight minutes, things that won't last for a long time, but I'm telling you, this right here will last forever. Isaiah 40 and verse 18, 4, 4 and verse, 40 and verse 8, I just quoted a while ago because it's been on my heart, but it says, the grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of God stands Forever. On the way to church this morning, I was sharing that with Anson. He rode with me, and I said, Anson, I'm going to share with you this scripture. What does it mean? He's, he he says, uh, those things die, and the word stays alive. I said, that's exactly what it is. How many of y'all know there's things around us that they die all the time, but the word of the Lord lives on forever? <clears throat> I'll, I'll just be bold and tell you this. You cannot know God without the word of God. You cannot know God without the word of God. The word is how you, he chose to speak to us. You want to hear God's voice? Read the word of God. You can try to have a connection to God without scripture, but hear me out. It'll only create idolatry. Yeah, there you go. I'm going to say that one more time. Hear me out. You can try to have a connection to God without scripture, but you will only create an idol. God without the Bible is idolatry. Because what we do is, is we pick a few scriptures that we may know. How many of y'all know the whole word of God is the counsel of God? We pick a few scriptures that we may or may not know. And lots of times there's people that come to me, doesn't the Bible say, doesn't the Bible talk about the golden rule? No, it doesn't. Doesn't the Bible say this? See, what we do is, is we take it. For grant, we, we scroll through Facebook or Instagram, and we see somebody share something that we feel like is a word because it's a good word. I'm not saying discredit it from a good word, but it's not the word of God. This is the counsel of God. Amen. There may be good people that have spoken good, good words, but this is the full counsel of God. And so we're talking about what we do is we take a few of the words that we like and fit our lifestyle. Are you hearing me? And we make that an idol. God. Is the supreme being. How many of y'all know we need the words of God in our life? Don't create, create a God that looks like you, smells like you, does things like you. Because you have weaknesses. God doesn't have weaknesses. Are you hearing me this morning? Let's don't create an idol of who God is. Here's a great example of this. I was thinking about it. When the Israelites, when Moses was up on the hill getting the Ten Commandments, Aaron was down at the bottom with all the people waiting for him. Where are you? So they melted down all of this gold and they made an image. And they made an image. And in that image, they didn't call it Baal. They didn't call it Muhammad. They didn't call it any of these other pagan gods that they they were serving at that time. You know what they called it? They called it Yahweh. They tried to make a God of themselves. See, if you don't have the word of God in your life, you will make a God that looks like you and smells like you and does things like you. I don't know about you, but I want a God that corrects me. I want a God that puts me in line. I want a God that leads me and feeds me. I don't want a God of idolatry. I want the word of God. See, in Psalm one nineteen ninety seven, it says, oh, how I love your law. It is my meditation all the day. How many of y'all know every single day we deal with people? It's Christmas time. We deal in traffic. I'm telling you, you need to be chewing on the word of God. Amen. John 6 and verse 68, it says, Simon Peter answered, Lord, to whom shall we go? He says, you alone have the words of eternal life. The Bible is the only book. When you read it, it reads you. When we read it, it reads us. It corrects us. In Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12, it says, For the word of God is living and active and full of power, making it operative, energizing and effective. It's sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating as far as the division of the soul and spirit, the completeness of a person and of both joints and marrow, the deepest parts of the nature, exposing and judging the very thoughts and intentions of the heart. It's a surgeon scalpel when we read the Word of God. See, when we read the Word, how many of y'all know we need to cut some things off of us? The book of James talks about the Word of God as being a mirror. What happens when you look in the mirror? You see spinach in your teeth. You see a pimple on your forehead. You see things that you don't like about your, your face. But what he's saying is, is the Word of God, it sees those things that you need to do in your life and you need to correct. Are you hearing me? So, like, I need to forgive that person. I need to walk in love. When I read the Word of God, it corrects me to the place of where God wants me to be, not where I want to be. Are you hearing me? I want to be where God wants me to be, not where I want to be. You need, If you want to know the will of God, how many of y'all want to know the will of God for your life? Raise your hand. Everybody should raise your hand. If you want to know the will of God, you need to know the Word of God. Right. To know the will of God is to know the Word of God. In Mark 13 and verse 11. Oh, my Lord, I have to... I have to hurry, I have so much to share with you this morning. When they take you and turn you over to the courts, do not worry beforehand about what to say, but say whatever is given to you. I'm telling you, when you know the Word of God, I believe this, when when it's time to buy the house through the Word of God, He will speak to you through the Holy Spirit by the words that you've read. Come on, if you're supposed to hang around that person or not, you'll know because of the Word of God that's on the inside of you. If it's a business transaction or whatever it's supposed to do, I'm telling you, how many of y'all thankful for the Word of God today? You'll know, as my mama would say, right down deep in your knower if it doesn't line up to the Word of God. So number one, give them a love for the Word of God. Number two is this, give them a prayer life. In prayer, God hears my voice. In prayer, I hear God's voice. You know what I love about my kids, our kids? We, We pray in our home. But one thing they'll, they'll say is this, they'll, if something's wrong, let's call Gigi, don't they? We got to call Gigi, because her prayers work. <laughs> let's call Gigi, hey, I don't care if they call Gigi, I, I, I want them to know that their prayers matter as well, right? But what I'm getting them to see is this, that prayer works, are you hearing me? I said it last week that, that last time our last a last resort is prayer. First is medicine and chicken temperatures. No. If somebody's feeling yes just yesterday in the in, in the kitchen, Addison said, My my ear is starting to hurt. And I said, Boys, let's pray for Addison right now that she's the healed of the Lord. In Luke 1:13, it says, But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zacharias, because your petition and prayer was heard, and your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you will. You will name him John. Look at this. Because your petition in prayer was heard. I'm telling you what God God does on the earth, he does in partnership with God's people. Your family will be limited by the prayers that you pray. Say that one more time. Your family will be limited by the prayers that you pray. In Psalm 78 verse 41, it says, Yea, they turned back and tempted God and limited the Holy One of Israel. How can you limit an unlimited God because you don't pray? Are you hearing me? In Hebrews 3.19, it says, So we see that they could not enter because we, uh, that Scripture is talking about going into the promised land. He said they couldn't enter because of their unbelief. I'm telling you, you know what will build your faith? You know what builds your belief? You won't go into the places that you're supposed to go in unless you become a person of prayer. We need to teach our young people to pray. And when they hear you pray, there's something that happens on the inside of them. You know what I love about having this school is they they, they worship and they pray every single morning. And the kids, they go through, um, they sing three worship songs and then they, uh, they pledge allegiance to the flag and pledge, a, and they pledge allegiance to the Bible, and then they pray. But it's not a teacher who prays; it's a kid that prays. You know what we're trying to do? We're trying to raise up a generation that knows how to pray, and knows how to talk talk to God. It's in, in Psalm 16, sixty-six verse nineteen, but verily God, ha, he says, but verily God hath heard me; he hath attended the voice of my prayer. I'll tell you this: you don't think prayer. You can go through Instagram and TikTok and things like that. You'll talk about power. I, I was just thinking about prayer. No, you make a voice to prayer. That's when it's prayer. Are you hearing me? God is listening to the voice of your prayer. You're, and, and listen, your kids need to see it and they need to hear it. I'm telling you, I can see something. There is something that happens. There is an anointing that happens. We're going down the road. Lots of times going to work. I share the word with my my. The, the, the Lord convicted me for years, I, I would go, uh, like in our house now, I'd go down to the basement and that's where I'd study the Word. And then I'd go upstairs and I'd cook breakfast for all the kids <clears throat> before they went to school and we'd sit around the dinner table. But you know what they weren't seeing? They weren't seeing their dad in, in the Word. And so the Lord convicted me of that because I want my kids to see me in the Word. And so I would have I would bring my Bible up there and I would share with them what the Lord had showed me that day. And I began to, began to start doing that. I begin to, on the way to school, we talk about uh, Bible things, and and, uh, we have Bible trivia inside of the car on the way to school. And we pray, and it's amazing. Uh, uh, Catch, I watch him in the back seat. When I begin to pray, Anson, he's like this. He has his hands folded, you know, and he's in prayer on the way to school. But Catch in the back seat, he's just watching me. I'm telling you, I believe there is something that's happening on the inside of Catch because his dad is a dad of prayer. Are you hearing me today? Lots of you are saying right now, well, well, you're the preacher. This is what you have to do. No, this is what I choose to do. Are you hearing me? All right. You guys still love me? Y'all come next week. It'll be great. All right. Because they feel it. There's something going on inside of their heart. Number one, give them a love for the word of God. Number two, give them a prayer life. Here's the third one. You ready for number three? You're like, I don't know, am I? Here's number three. And I just, I don't know that this was the Lord, but I felt like I needed to put this in here. Discipline them. Go shopping at Walmart, you'll want to discipline all kinds of kids. All right? Uh, how many of y'all know boundaries are a gift? Amen. They're a gift. You locking your door at night, that is a gift. You lock in your car out in the parking lot, even of a church, that is a gift. How many of y'all know our kids need boundaries in their life? And here's the deal. Parents, I, I feel like I need to say this. You decide what they do in their life. You do. You. I'm telling you, there's this mantra today. Well, we just do whatever they want to do. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. They do what I tell them to do. Come on, this is biblical. How many of y'all know God the Father is the authority over us? He tells us where to go and he tells us what to do. You're the authority voice over your children today. And you need to discipline them. I'm going to give you a scripture that everybody's going to hate. You ready? Proverbs 13, 24. Those who spare the rod of discipline hate their children. Those who love the children care enough to discipline them. And can I tell you, this is not fun. Correction is when you spank them once. Discipline is when you continue to spank them when they do wrong. Discipline is consistency. Correction is one time. How many of y'all know kids know boundaries? I'm talking to the counters out there. One, one and a half, one and three quarters, two. Can I tell you, they will always go to three. Three. Because kids are little manipulators. Well, that's not very loving. No, it's the truth. That's right. Out of the womb, they know how to manipulate people. Right out of the womb. I mean, from the very first story, we, we see, look, Jacob and Esau. They were both manipulators. They didn't have to learn that. That was something, rebellion is bound up in the heart of a child, is what the Bible says. Because right. we live in a fallen world. And I'm telling you, you got to beat this out of them. (laughs) Put that on YouTube. (laughs) Unpopular preachers of today, Pastor Travis Bennett. All right. (laughs) But I, and can I, can let me just give you some advice. And you have to stay committed to this. All right. And listen again, I'm not perfect in this. But I here lately, you just ask catch. He has had a sore hiney here for a couple weeks. But you know what? He, he's going to be better for it. Amen? Uh, never discipline when you're angry. Never discipline. You know, I, I didn't understand it with my, with my dad. There was times he was so mad. How I many of y'all know that ride? How I many of y'all grew up in that house when he said, when we get home, you're going to get whipping? And you might, like we'd be coming back from Granny's house. She lived in Breckenridge, Texas. And he might tell me that in Childress. And I'd be praying in the back. Lord. I pray that he forgets what he said. How many of y'all know God didn't hear my prayer that day? So as we walked through the door, he said, go to my room. But there'd be times, there'd be times. Listen, this last summer, I went downstairs, and there was one of my kids. We asked him uh, uh, to, to vacuum the basement. we got a pretty big basement in the open space, and he didn't want to. And I said, son, you better get your attitude right and go downstairs and vacuum. Well, I go downstairs, and he's going, You know that boiling point of brain? (laughs) I thought, oh. So this is what I did. I went downstairs and I said, son, you go to my room right now. I mean, it was weeping and gnashing of teeth. No. I only want one, not three. When they say that, I'm automatically giving you three. All right. So he goes up in the room. And he's. 11, by the way, spank your 11-year-old. I mean, I think there's a time. I mean, I'm not going to spank my 16-year-old daughter. I I mean, I think there's boundaries there. But my whole point of this, don't don't discipline when you're angry. You know, I didn't understand it. My dad would go away for a time. And listen, I, I haven't always been good at this. But at this particular moment, I knew I had to cool off. I went to the kitchen. I got an ice pack. I put it on my head. I'm like, there was a couple years ago, I was taking blood pressure medicine. I went ahead and took one of them. I said, okay, I'm going to have to take one of these because I'm wound up tighter in a banjo string. I am ready to get after him. But then I cooled off. It was like 10 minutes. How many of y'all know that 10, have y'all remember that 10 minutes waiting inside your parents' room? Oh, that sucked. That's, that's the whole part of the plan. <laughs> right? And so I went in there. And I mean, he knows what it's about. <laughs> Some of y'all are having flashbacks right now. We need to pray for y'all. In Jesus' name, God. calm their hearts. Lord, I've ripped up old wounds. Lord, I just pray that you, you minister to them in the room today. All right? And so I, I, I go in there, and I share a word with him. I, I share a word with him. I said, Lord, give me a word to share with him. I'd share the word of God with him. Uh, here's another thing. Here's another, talking about discipline, your kids. Don't match their emotions. You know what I get convicted of all the time, especially by my teenager? Dad quit yelling at me. I don't even raise my voice. You know, kids today, they, can't, they think any kind of discipline is yelling, right? But one thing that I don't want to do as Matt, because what we do is lots of times we get on to them for the way they're acting, but you act the same way when you discipline them. And you, 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 you get upset because of the dramatic state that they're in when you're just as dramatic as they are. Could we turn the air conditioner up during the second service? All right. Uh, and, and can I just tell you this, and I experienced this in my own life. I'm telling you, my, my parents disciplined me. But if you parent when they're young, you can be their friend when they're old. Here's a fourth one that the Lord wanted me to share with you is this. Spend time with them. Now, wh- what do you mean? Wh- I mean... We have to be just committed as they are. Can I just be real honest with you? Lots of times we think time is sitting around uh, looking all of us. You know, all of our kids now, they have phones as well. But you know what? One of my favorite things about Catch, he'll say this. He'll he'll say, Dad, look at me. Dad, look at me. Dad. And then when he says, Travis, I'm really convicted. (laughs) I'm like, what, son? Yes. How many of our kids need to spend time with us? You know what we've gotten away with uh, uh, far away from? And let me tell you, I'm just as busy. I, how many of y'all know we, we should get a gold prize because we're, we have to be just as committed as they are? Every, I'm speaking to some parents here, the same boat as us, but we have practices every single night somewhere. And I have to be just as committed as they are. And there's parents today that aren't committed to their children. I'm telling you, this is a gift from God. They are a treasure to us. They'll be gone one day, and then I can't wait to take grandkids to wrestling practice or softball practice or something like that, you know, or, or, or whatever it is. But we need to spend time with them. You know what we've gotten away from is the kitchen table. Yeah. How many of y'all know we need to get back to the kitchen table? And there's, listen, there's nights where we just can't not make that happen. But we have rules. When we're at the kitchen table, there is no devices. Yeah. Zero. The TV's not even on. We have nothing. It's silent. You're like, silence? Now it gets pretty loud around the dinner table, but and I'm not saying we do this every single night. But there is nights that we make this happen. And we sit around the day, dinner table. We ask how everybody's day is, and y'all may need to start this, and it may be awkward because you haven't done it for many years or a long time because of the busyness. But I'm telling you, when the family system breaks down, America folds. Are you hearing me? We're wondering why so many kids are giving into homosexuality and giving into other things. It's because the family hurts. I'm telling you. We've got to come back to a family unit. Here's the next one. Uh, talking about time, I'm telling you, just, we, we, you know what I did last night? I was going to share the story with you. We have the elf on the shelf in our house, and the only, the youngest one now, he's the only one that enjoys it. So now Anson is helping me with the elf on the shelf, so we had to get creative. And so, uh,. <laughs> I don't even know why, I'm, I'm just telling you. I had so much fun spending time with my son, figuring out what to do with the elf on the shelf. So this is what we came up with. We put, we have two elves. We put one inside a jar with his, uh, a mason jar with his legs folded up. And Anson wrote a note on the jar and we closed it and it says, I farted. Would you like to smell just to open up? And then he has this little fan. Come on, that's funny. You can go ahead and laugh very creative and then he has this little fan that's over his head on his on a on his nightstand that because he likes to have a fan at night he got the other shell elf and he put it around the fan and he's blowing on the he's blowing on the other elf and he laughed and giggled i'm telling you we had the biggest time but can i tell you we need to come back to those places where we just spend time with our kids all right i don't care what you say i thought that was funny All right, you're like, preacher, I can't believe you said that. Well, don't come to my house. All right, number five is this. We got to give them a love for the house of God. Can I tell you this is an option anymore? I'm so grateful that each and every one of you are here. But I'm telling you, in my house, I remember my dad telling me this. The air conditioner that you have in this home, it's because of me. The heat that you have in the winter, it's because of me. That bed in your room, that's my bed. I mean, y'all know we need to get back to this. That's my bed. Everything, those clothes on your back, those are my clothes. Those are not your clothes. And as long as you live in my house, we will be in the house of the Lord. And this is, this is what it says in Joshua 24, 15. If it is unacceptable in your sight to serve the Lord, choose for yourself this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your father served, they that, that were on the other side of the river and the gods of the Amorites in whose land you live, but ask for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. How many of y'all know this should be a non-negotiable? But can I tell you parents first this? It starts with you first. It starts with you first. I'm telling you, it's amazing to me how far we've, we, where, you know, uh, growing up, you went to church on Sunday afternoon, uh, mornings, you went Sunday night, and you went Wednesday nights. I'll just be honest with you. Thank God we don't have Sunday night anymore. Right? I. Some of you are like, it was so good. Well, it might have been good, but I hated it. But, uh, and maybe the Lord's now going to, I shouldn't have said that. Now the Lord's going to convict me. You need to have Sunday night church. But how many of y'all know where we are as a society, as the families broke down, nobody goes to church on Wednesday nights anymore. And I'm talking to this congregation right here. There was like 19 of us on Wednesday night. Nobody goes on Wednesday nights anymore. You know why? Because as a society, that's when you have games. When I was growing up, you didn't even have homework on a Wednesday night. But here we are. I'm just telling you, we may think America just came this way. No, it's baby steps. And what they needed to do was break down the family unit. Are you hearing me? Don't throw stones at me at the end of this. Psalms 84 and verse 10, it says, For a day in your courts is better than a thousand elsewhere. Well, I don't have to be a Christian and go to church. Well, you don't have to, but you'll be a better one for it. Are you hearing me? I would rather stand as a doorkeeper at the threshold of the house of my God than to live at ease in the tents of the wickedness. You'll never know. Can I tell you this? I speak from experience. You'll never know the God moment that will change their life for eternity. Can I tell you my life has been impacted by the church? It's the church that gave me a love for the Word of God and inside of the home. But it's the church that, that filled me with the Spirit of God, with the evidence of speaking in tongues. It's the church that got me in the presence of God. It's the church that called me to ministry. It's the church that convicted me of places in my life. I'm so thankful for the house of God. And I'm not just saying that because I'm a pastor and I want you to be here. I want you to be here because in His presence is fullness of joy and pleasures forevermore. All right? Hebrews 10.25 says, Not forsaking our meeting together as believers for worship instruction, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another. He said there's going to be a time when there's going to be a habit of people that are not in the habit of going to church. See, when you see the church as optional, don't be surprised when your kids see God as unnecessary. Get them under the anointing. We need to become more consistent than the devil is over the attacks over our child. Some of y'all know they're being targeted today. the The curriculum in your schools is targeting our kids to come away from you. The I, just here a couple weeks ago we had um what uh, the Christmas deal of the drag queens inviting children, inviting kids to be there. Can I tell you the agenda today is after the next generation. Come on, we need to wake up to this. You know, I, I, we'll always be here, the church. We'll always be here. There's some of y'all, y'all have gotten mad, you've gone off. You know what I, we always talk about as pastors and elders? We're sad when you leave, but there's many. But we'll, we'll stay consistent. We'll be here. I used to say that to our youth ministry. You know what? They're doing their own thing. They got that girlfriend, that boyfriend, but we're going to stay right here. I'm telling you, the house of God will be here no matter what you're going through in your life. Here's the last thing. John, if you want to go ahead and come and play. I'm going to make this quick. How many of y'all got something out of the Word today? Yes. Only a few of you. All right. Here's the last one. It's this. Speak words of blessing over your kids. Can I tell you this? Words are powerful. Words are powerful. I don't know who came up with sticks and stones, will break my bones, words will never hurt me. They, they obviously had not lived any kind of life. But in Proverbs 18 and verse 21, it says, Death and life is in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. And it's the same way over your kids. Look at this scripture in Matthew chapter 12 and verse 36. But I tell you, on the day of judgment, people will have to give an account for every careless or useless word that they speak. Uh, King James says every idle word that they speak. You know what that word idle means? It means lazy. You're going to have to give account for every lazy word that you speak. I'm gonna go ahead and talk to the parents right now when you fight in front of your kids that's lazy it's lazy and I, I'm convicted of this but there is times where I tell Brandy our bedroom tonight at 10 o'clock we're finishing this <laughs> y'all are looking at me so judgmental right now <laughs> yeah the box of gloves are coming out <laughs> You know what I'm, why I'm giving them that? Because my parents did it for me. I'm sure your parents did it for you. I know. I, I'm so thankful for my raising. I am. Me and Brandy talk about this all the time. I'm so thankful for it. And why is it that we're thankful for our raising, but yet we don't raise our kids the way we were raised? I'm telling you, uh, I'm so grateful for that. I knew times that were heated with my mom and dad, but they never fought in front of me. I can't say me and Pastor Brandy has been perfect, but I tell you this, it's been very minimal. I mean, we've had some arguments that I've won most of the time. (laughs) If you believe that, I'll sell you some oceanfront property after the service. You just come ahead and see me. It's right over here off Canyon. Uh... But that's being lazy That's being lazy when you fight in front of your kids And can I broke I, I this down too If you're mad at me I'm talking me, your pastor If you're mad at me no, Don't gossip in front of your kids Don't talk about things in front of your kids Because I'm telling you That'll come back to bite you Right But if you get mad at me Can you make this deal with me Don't do it in front of your kids. Here's why. Because that beef was never with them. It's with me and you. Because what happens is, you know how many people that I talk to, whether it be in the shoe and barn or inside of my office, they have a hurt, and they don't know what the hurt is. They just know they were hurt by church when they were a kid. And it had nothing to do with them. It had everything to do with their parent and the pastor. And so they leave the capital C church rather than the church that they were going to. And I'm telling you, we have to give an account for every idle word that comes out of our mouth. Don't be lazy. Don't be lazy. Genesis forty nine twenty eight. This is the last where I'm going to end. He said, all of these are the beginning of the 12 tribes of Israel. And this is what their father said to them as he blessed them, blessing each one according to the blessing appropriate to them. Can I tell you, I have four kids. Noel's coming home December 23rd. Can I tell you, Noel is different from Addison. And Addison is different from Anson. And Anson is different from Ketch. And the things that bless Noel are different from the things that bless Addison. My daughter, she is very black and white. Very black and white. And it's very hard on a dad that's very sarcastic. So when I'm sarcastic and I say things in sarcasm to her, she believes it. And Anson's like, his personality's a lot like mine. My whole point is this. Jacob, he had 12 sons. He had Simeon, Levi, and Naphtali, and Judah, and Joseph. What he was saying was this, and I believe it's a command from the Lord. When you bless your kids and you speak words of blessing over them, speak the blessing that is appropriate for their life. You can't expect, I can't expect Noel to act like Addison, and Addison to act like Anson, and Anson to act like Ketch. They all have their own personalities. Right? So, I need to find what their personality is, and whatever it is, I'm going to speak words of blessing into their life. Like, I can't, I, I cannot speak hard to Anson. He's got a soft heart. Now, Addison, I have to be very direct, or she'll be like, what? <laughs> Catch is the same way. i got to be very direct, but if I get hard with Anson, it breaks the spirit. I'm just saying this. That's what, when you spend time with your kids, that's when you know. Are you hearing me? That's when you know. So rather than, I'm not saying throw all the toys away that you got your kids. The Lord just wanted me to give you something going into 2023. We can be better as parents, and we can be better as a family unit. And come on, grandparents, I'm even talking to you. The blessing into your kids and into your grandkids. Listen, your, your grandkids may not be getting what I'm talking about today, but it can come from you as a grandparent. You can instill the Word of God into them. You can spend time with them. You can give them a prayer life. You can show them the house of God. We have lots of grandparents that they don't get to go to church with their parents, but they come with their grandparents. Aren't you thankful for the house of God this morning? We can, we can, come on, we can give them a love for these things. I'm just telling you, we've got to do better. We've got to do better. The reason the enemy is attacking the family, because he knows the family is a powerful force today. We've got to stand up against it. With every head bowed, with every eye closed. I want to do something right now. I felt like the Lord told me to do this. I want all the dads to stand in the room. All the dads to stand in the room. Can I tell you this? Dads, God's called you to be the leader of the home. That's the way the word of God stated it. God's called you to be the leader of the home. And I'm telling you, I'm standing with you this morning that the Lord convicted me. There's, there's things on this list that I'm not doing. There's things that I'm so busy on. I'll tell you this, what the Lord gave me this. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. I think to myself, I've got to get this done. I've got to get this done. I've got to get this done. Listen, if I miss out on opportunities with my kids, there may not be another opportunity with my kids. He said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. The way the Lord showed me this was was this. Was in the old days, they would take an old bull and they would put a young calf on that ox. And he knew when to go and he knew when to stop. He knew when to go and he knew when to stop. Because that old bull had been down that road. Can I tell you, Jesus has been down the road already for us. And he said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So, God, right now, in Jesus' name, I pray for each and every man under the sound of my voice, every dad that's in the room. I pray, God, that there would be a, holy, a, a righteous vendetta on the inside of us. Lord, to lead and to feed our families. Lord, that during this holiday season that we'll not just go through the hustle and bustle, but, God, we would take time to share the word with them. And, Lord, I know that there's me in the room that this may be awkward at one time because we haven't done that. But, God, we choose to be obedient, not to do what feels good. But we know, God, you'll open up doors because of us being obedient to you. God, I just pray that we would show them a prayer life, that we're men of prayer, that we seek you first, the kingdom of God, in his righteousness, and all these things to be added unto us. God, I just pray that we would give... Uh, um, Be present with them. Spend time with them. Give them a love for the house of God. I pray, God, that you would lead us and feed us as men as we lead and feed our kids. Lord, I pray that today that we take steps to walk in that anointing that you have for our lives. Lord, do a mighty work right now in Jesus' name.
0: Thanks for joining us. We want to thank all of you who give to our ministries here at AOL Church. It's because of you that all of this is possible. You can give now by clicking the link below. And if you haven't already, subscribe and share this message. It helps us reach more people and share the gospel through you. Be sure to stay connected to us through our Church Center app, our website, arenaoflifechurch.org and follow us on social media like Facebook and Instagram. May the Lord bless you and keep you. His face shine upon you, be gracious to you and give you peace. Thanks again for listening. Go and make a difference today.